You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Well, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, y'all know what that means. It's Arthur Motes. It's Wesley Euler. This is Steelers Blitz, and we simulcasting on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 AM. More importantly, though, it's a Wednesday, a.k.a. a Motes host Wednesday. And we are actually a little bit weirded out with our schedule since we do have a game on Saturday. Yeah, this this time of year, they always be throwing us for loop. I can't even get on schedule from Thursday from last week, man. I'm all over the place. But the one thing that does stay consistent with us is the fact that we like to have an interactive show. And the best way to do that is to hit us up on X, formerly known as Twitter. And that is at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. Now, my good hair colleague, times to do with, you know, decade of NFL experience here. I haven't seen you since the game, and I am really upset because so much has happened since then. That is true. Hi, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been six days since we like. Uh, think about it, bro. It was a Thursday uh, night game, man. That's right. And these then Thursday games, and then these Coach holiday T. Schedules, think about it. Thursday night game. Coach T said, "I don't care about what y'all got to talk about. I'm talking on Monday, so bump this off the show." Then yesterday, because it was Tuesday, we're typically. I'm not in on Tuesday. So you were double booked. So I was scheduled for something at the facility. Mm -hmm. You scheduled for the radio. We Mm -hmm. all over the place. Mm -hmm. We get back here now. (laughs) So it's about about dang time. I mean, mean, can can I hybrid it for a second? Can I just? Absolutely. It's a Motos Wednesday. I'm putting my feet up. You driving. Talk talk nice to me, man. You've had six days to really decompress and everything. Was it the worst game ever, or are we down from there from Thursday night's performance? I just want to start. I thought we had turned that page. I I haven't seen you. Last time I talked to you, I was getting ready to get up out of here, and we were going to be talking about, I had a Travis Scott concert I was going to on Friday. Yep, nice hoodie you got on, by the way. A little tour merch, a little little tour tour merch. merch. Appreciate you. Shout out. It was was a great time. Wifey, KK, you know Love it. little family family night out on the town. family affair. On the town. You know, downtown. But yeah, I haven't seen you since then. GMU men's basketball team, the... 20th rank. They were 18th ranked at the time. They dropped them because of strength of schedule, even though they beat the team by like 50. It was crazy, bro. That's unnecessary. But you know what? They're 9-0. They're 9-0, sitting at 20th in the nation right now. So I'm like, bro, we're winning there. We're in a bowl game. We didn't hire a new football coach. I'm like, I'm I'm right. You see what I mean? Right now. So 
I haven't seen you in a while. It has been a while. Six days is this time of year. I heard it was a backyard bro. We ain't even gonna talk about. We we good uh, on. You had to go there. Huh? What's because you showed me the, the Peterson? Again, this, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna get this all over these things, and you're rehashing these. You're bringing up some PTSD. I, it literally you're, just popped back in my head. You're pulling scabs off the of old wounds. It literally just popped back in my head. As I'm like, yo, that was this weekend too, wasn't it? it yeah, was, it, it was, was a, a lot that took place. Today. Yeah, about a week ago. Hey, so yeah, man, there's a lot, a lot this taking place since last time I've seen you, man. Listen, when it's when it's like mid-April and there's not much going on except for the Pirates trying to play baseball, you, you and I could go six days without talking, without seeing each other. We didn't really miss much. Yeah. Eh, what'd you do? Nothing much. I eh, played around the golf. Mm. Eh, I threw some ribs on the smoker. Yep, eh, yep, I went yep. to the pool with the kids. This time of year, though, six days can be like a lifetime. Bro, I'm over here like, oh, yeah. It was a Bills game that went crazy. It was oh, a this geez. game that went crazy. Yep. It was a that game that went, yeah, it was mm-hmm. a whole bunch, a whole bunch of what happened. I was a little worried. I mean, you know, the transfer portal is open across college football. Oh, I was I, hoping I've, you didn't hit the portal on me. I, I started to just scrub my IG, you know. When, when in doubt, just start messing around with your social when, media, man. When, Mo, when Motsi texted me uh, about not being able to do the show on Tuesday, I was just waiting for the, I'm reading it, and I'm just waiting for the, Having said all that, I will be taking my talents elsewhere. But, but I'm so grateful for all of the megawatts, the power grid, for all their support. But I can oh, no longer Lord. be a part of this team. Oh, uh, I just think, you know, that it's just time for me to go in a different direction. Yeah, I was ready, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want thoughts <laughs> from the Patriots game? Just, 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 no, no, no. Uh, not, not, no, not, the, sure. not the crazy ones. Just, you know, now we've that we've had, had, some had time. time. To digest. Yeah, absolutely. It was the worst five-day stretch in the history of humanity. Seriously. Since D-Day. And look, and, 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 then, and then it was just the right amount of non-good quarterbacks playing good that really set the city on fire. Worst five-day stretch since the Black Plague. Oh, man. There we go. Can I get any more negative today? Pretty please. I know you got something else in there. No, it wasn't great. Um, To respond from that Arizona performance the way they did against New England, certain hosts on this show might even say, it's not good. I've had some time to digest now, though. And, you know, you look around and this is not a standard is the standard thing. Okay, I am seeking a little comfort here. Just bear with me for a second. You look around, and everyone else is kind of struggling and fumbling and, and messing around too. Mm-hmm. With maybe the exception of the Baltimore Ravens, nobody in the AFC right now is loving what they got going on. The Chiefs have lost four, uh, are two and four in their last six games. The Miami Dolphins just had a historical loss where they give up 15 points in three minutes at home to lose to Tennessee. Um, who else am I forgetting? Chiefs. Uh, the Browns, okay, they might be feeling all right. They got Joe Flacco as quarterback. I mean, come on now. The Colts, they're they're a little back and forth, and they've got some injuries, and they're struggling. The Texans, right after being mm-hmm. on top of the world, they just took a tough loss to the Jets, and C.J. Stroud got banged up in the process. I mean, all these teams are really struggling, except for Baltimore. Baltimore does seem to be hitting their stride at the right moment. I mean, they needed an overtime victory to to, to escape that stadium against the Rams, but sometimes those things happen. It is the National Football League. I think that this team has I, – I talked about this a little bit, what it would have been, yesterday. All our days running together. All these days are running <laughs> together. Like, do I think this team is going to or is capable of winning a Super Bowl? No, I don't. But I also think this last these last four games are a real opportunity for, particularly on offense, a young roster of guys 
who the, the book is still out on them. You and I know T.J. Watt's going to the Hall of Fame one. I mean, barring some draft, like T.J. Watt's going to the Hall of Fame one day. Cam Hayward might go to the Hall of Fame one day. Minka Fitzpatrick might go to the Hall. These guys' legacies, if they never played another game, are already pretty ironclad. Mm-hmm. You can't really say that about anybody on the offensive side of the football. So the anger of those two performances, the letdown, the disappointment of those two performances at home in the span of less than a week against two teams that, that you should have beat has kind of dissipated. And maybe I'm in the bargaining phase now. Ooh, and now we're on with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at this as a real opportunity for guys on this roster and even not just only on offense, guys like Keanu Benton that we like so far, guys yep. like Joey Porter Jr. that we like mm-hmm. so far. Um opportunity in these last four games let's see what you got let's see that let's see the stones that you're rocking with right let's get a gut check let's see that intestinal fortitude because you still have an opportunity Boy, to you go sound contr- like a gi doctor over here man let me get, i've been let me watching get a lot of navy, i've been watching a lot of navy seal youtube i videos like it but dude hey now you, I, let me find out I, I don't talk to you for six days and i come back you didn't you know what i mean Oh man, said, let me check your GI. What, what's your gut health look like? There's uh, a phrase. What do they say? What, you, what, you, you taking your probiotics? You know what I mean? Maximum benefit. That's what they say. Yeah. When the Marines are in the worst possible situation, mm-hmm. they say, what's the maximum benefit that we can gain there from it this? it is. Is every situation there's something you can gain, something you can glean, some type of benefit that could be had. Mm-hmm. Right now, it could be finding a way over four games to scratch and claw yourself into the postseason. And it might sound cliche in a way, but for rookies, that kind of stuff matters. Mm -hmm. For guys that are young and haven't had a ton of success in this league, like the Steelers have a lot of on offense, that kind of stuff matters. And you really wish, obviously, Kenny Pickett was part of that as well, too, as you would kind of get a a, continue the evaluations and get, get more written in the book of Kenny Pickett there. But there's a lot of guys on offense who are kind of singing for their supper in their next NFL contract. And there's a lot of guys on defense who haven't been in situations like this before because they're rookies in the National Football League or certainly at least haven't been in situations like this with the Steelers. You got an opportunity to go make things right over the last four games, to get into the postseason where, yeah, I don't think any of us think we're going to be hoisting that seventh Lombardi, but you would still get that experience for a lot of guys who haven't been there or who have barely had a taste of it as well, too. I'm in the I'm in the bargaining stage here, Motsi. If you would have if we would have talked about this on Friday or probably even Monday, I'd have been hot. I like it, man. I've had six days now to cool down, and I'm I'm excited to see how this team responds beginning Saturday in Indy. Um, you know, an extra day to prepare than you would normally have, or two days, whatever it might be. Um, and 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 let's go see you respond out there against a team that's thinking the same. That's the beauty of it too. Colts, mm-hmm. desperate team right now. Cincinnati, desperate team right now. Seattle, desperate team right now. Baltimore, maybe not so much. But these next three weeks, you're playing three teams that are in the exact same situation as you, saying the exact same, let's go find out what we're made of and start to play our best football right now. And they're probably looking at the matchup and saying, man, this is a favorable opportunity for us. Coin flip. Yeah, these that's the reality of games. Um, I love what you said, though, man. We're exactly on the same page with it. These are opportunities. It's not the end of the road. It's not death. The way that people you know, were speaking in the immediate, you know, aftermath of the game it was the season's over everything is terrible fire everybody this dude sucks that guy's terrible we're never going to win anything da 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 mm-hmm. then you get out of the weekend and you're like oh with all of that doom and gloom you go from not being in the postseason to back as a six seed if the season ended <laughs> well, today well if the season ended today you know so with that you have to understand you said it perfectly defensively we do have a lot more experience 
Offensively, we're very inexperienced, both in leadership and in terms of on-field productivity. But as a whole, what is this team all lacking? Y'all always remind us, right, whenever you want to get on Coach Tomlin and we get past the nonsense and y'all get to the valid portions, you're like, hey, no playoff win since 2016. So that means that it's probably five people tops on that roster that have had playoff success. And one of them aren't even homegrown in terms of Landon Roberts. So when you think about this team, is this a team that can afford to miss out on these opportunities because they have so much experience in the postseason? I remember we talked about last year when we were doing the whole Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett thing in the offseason, and people tried to talk about how the seven-game stretch post-bye week that Kenny went on was weighted the same as what Brock Purdy was doing in the actual postseason. And we're like, just because this is playoff-like and we're saying that, hey, you can't lose, otherwise you go home, it's still different because it's not the actual playoffs. And there is no substitute for being in that postseason. There's not. The experience that you gain in the postseason. Sometimes you don't win it that year, but you know what it does? It catapults you that next offseason. I can tell you that, speak from experience. And it's those type of things that if you're not careful, you will spite yourself because you think that this narrative part over here is more important than the actual development of this team and where they're currently at as we're talking about them literally being in the middle of a two-year transition. It's like, yeah, postseason, that is a larger issue. But let's not lose sight of the short Mm -hmm. issue as well and what has been keeping us successful and even having us the ability to say it's been six or potentially longer. Sure. And those are some of the things that, like I said, for me, man, when I'm looking at this offense, I'm like, yo, these are critical opportunities, are critical reps, experience that they're going to be gaining. This defense as well. I mean, shoot, we said TJ Watt hasn't even had a postseason victory yet, man. Which is crazy. And he's 30, or about to be 30. Will be before you know? too much longer. And yeah. those are one of those things where it's like, that clock is ticking as well, man. We have to start getting the most out of that, but we know it's a team game. And that's the part where it's like, hey, man, we are very close, but we're in this phase of you're close to being really good and close to being really bad. But it's really going to depend on what we do these next couple of games and more importantly, what we decide to do this offseason. We could take a crazy approach, and I think it pushes us further away from what we truly desire. But at the same time, it's like we got to be careful with how we proceed forward because – we're in this weird space of we're not a terrible team. We already know that. The record reflects that. We've seen that league-wide. Week to week, we see that. But at the same time, we understand that we have legitimate holes, legitimate concerns, regardless of what we might personally want to feel. It's like, yo, we know this is still a question. This is still a question. This is still a question. Mm-hmm. Until we get those answered, you got to operate within the margins. That's the stillage. She was operating within the margins the past two, three years. And that's why they've been winning. And that's why it's like, yo, they're constantly in these conversations. But in terms of getting over the hump to compete with the teams that everybody fawns over, the difference is quarterback play. That's the reality of it. So until you get to that, get that guy back, these are the ways that you have to operate. Sure. And that's the part where I'm saying it's like, 
you got to just be careful with whatever moves you're going to be making, you know, within these next couple of months, because it could set you back a little bit further than you would like, because right now you're not in a bad place. But as a whole, we know big picture what we want to get to. But it's just not as simple as, oh, we're just going to draft this guy. He's going to be the first round quarterback and it's going to work. We're just going to pay this guy free. He's going to be the first. He's going to be the quarterback. It's going to work. As you've seen lead wide, both opportunities, yeah. both methods. There is no guarantee. Even when you spend 100 mil on Aaron Rodgers, still, it could be four plays in and it's like, oh, all right. Now no, what? There's, there, is, there is no exact blueprint to success or mm. else everyone would follow it. Absolutely. Um, you can do it the Steelers way where you're all in every season, right? And you treat every season like it's an opportunity to win a championship. And, you know, you're you're never going all in on one season. You're also never going all out on one season. You are level-headed every single year. You can also and do And that's it, more of the sustainability approach. Yeah. You Yes. You can also do it the... Um, I, I hesitate to say tanking, right? But in certain years, in certain situations, strategically... Cleveland Browns strategically well yeah that's the one extreme but to strategically align yourself to lose some games the jets maybe see i think like the browns or jets are just bad right like i'm talking what the dolphins did a few years ago when uh you know when 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 there was the uh the deontay johnson touchdown at the end of the at the end of the first half when the dolphins were trying to lose games right See, like what I like mean, what yeah. maybe some teams at this point in the season try and do although to be fair there's only two teams in the NFL right now that are eliminated from playoff contention the uh, Arizona Cardinals are still mathematically right. haven't been eliminated from the playoffs. And the only reason why their record is as bad as it was was because Kyler was Kyler gone. Missed some time. Yeah. They're a unique they're a unique situation in that regard. But I don't think tanking in the NFL happens nearly like it does say in maybe the NBA. Yeah. Like we know it's happened in the past. You the got NHL, a better chance where of we've a, seen it happen yeah. in the city in the past. You have a better chance of teams taking the LA Rams approach where they're going to go all in on draft picks, all in on trades. I mean, not all in when on draft picks. They're going to go all in on trades. Yeah. We're in every year. Yeah. They just make, man, trade, trade, trade. Give me somebody big time, man. I'm going to live and die. It's kind of like the and, transfer portal, and so see, to speak. That way worked out for the Rams to they win did. a Super Bowl. The conservative way, more conservative traditional way, has worked mm. out for franchises like the Packers and the Steelers to yeah. win to win Super Bowls. So there's there's not right. any one absolute success blueprint, but or with, else everybody would do yeah, it. Yeah, but with both of them, you have to ask yourself which variation do you want when you're coming off of the Super Bowl. We said six Super Bowls throughout the NFL or throughout the Steelers' lifespan, along with playoffs essentially every year, right? We talk about it, we joke, oh, you have one plug game, but it's like, yo, you can't say that we're not either in it or competing for it. Whereas Correct. when we say the Rams, we've seen what the Rams will look like. No doubt. Eagle, Look at the Eagles. We, you know what I'm saying? It's like certain Are teams you- fall off the Buccaneers. Because I think the Eagles are still, they're, they're still, it's true. Remember, you know what I mean? People forget but they, two they years ago. A, they went through a ago, road. Yeah. Three years ago, they, they went through a, they, they fell off a cliff. Games. Yeah, they fell off a cliff. We got Doug Peterson fired. Yeah. They won four games. Yeah. So it's like Tampa. You think about them, man. They win one. And it was like they kind of dropped. We have never experienced that. And that's just the difference of the style. But once again, what are you looking for? Do you want the quick pop of, yo, let's go, 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 get one? And then it's, all right, we're going to be uh, so, for long after you that. You know what's funny to me about that is I bet you at least 50% of our listeners mm-hmm. right now and just the people who tune into this show from time to time and things like that. I bet you at least 50% would say, yeah, give me the Eagles situation, mm-hmm. right? They moved on from Andy Reid, longtime successful coach. 
They got Doug Peterson. They went to a Super Bowl. They won it. They had a, a couple okay years there with Doug as well, too, where they went mm-hmm. to the playoffs. And, you know, they even the year after they won the Super Bowl, they went back to the playoffs and won their first-round game, yep. double-doink against Mitch Trubisky in Chicago, right? right? And But then they fell apart, and they had a year where they only won four games. They moved on from Doug Peterson. They got Nick Sirianni, and look, bang, they're back in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they got a good chance, you know, to go back to it this year to go to an NFC Championship game once again. I think there's a lot of Steelers, you know, 50-50. It yeah. would say that, yeah, I'd, I'd sign up for that model. Mm-hmm. And I don't hate that logic, but I'm telling you of the people that are saying that, I don't know if you would survive a four-win season because I've seen how you guys act for a 500 season. And I would just say, and we'll say this before we go to break, how many times in life do you plan everything to go perfect? Every variable, every break. Go exactly right. Right? Because we said, it ain't a lot of Philadelphia Eagles situations, is it? In fact, some might even say, might be the only one. Mm-hmm. That might be the exception to okay. the rule. So, you want to roll that dice? What are your odds? You got one that did work out? Let's start going down the list of the ones that didn't work out. Where do you want to start at? <laughs> you tell me first. Where do you want to start at? You know what I mean? We got a long list. You want to no go doubt. East Coast, West Coast? You want to start North style? You want to start in the division, out of the division? No doubt. It's ample. That, to me, other than the Kenny, is Kenny Pickett the long-term guy debate, I think that is the most intriguing debate in Steeler Nation right now. Do you value the stability, the always high floor? Mm-hmm. Or do you say, I don't care if we have years where we bottom out, just give me more and more opportunities to get high-end talent and get to Super Bowls? Because you can make an easy argument for either side. You really can. But you know the side that the people who run the Steelers and make the decisions for decades have believed in? Because one is <laughs> going to get you fired. <laughs> and as a fan, it's a lot easy Doug to make Peterson these... Got a Super Bowl Listen, ring, but as a fan, fired. it is very easy... Nice gig now, though. As a fan, it is very easy to come with all these outlandish thoughts because you have zero consequences. And that's the, the these other, people got consequences. The they got families, it, man. The they got consequences, 100%. man. Hundred percent. Jobs are on the line every game, yeah. every week, yeah. every month, every season. Yeah. <laughs> Motes. The other side of that too is Andy Reid. Yes, the Eagles have success post Andy Reid. They win a Super Bowl. They go to another. Yeah. They're they again. They've got a good shot this year to to go on a run again. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid also doing pretty well for himself in five yeah. straight AFC Championship games, three Super Bowls, and winning two of those. Who did he beat in his last one? Oh, no. Oh, you know what? We're going to go to break. We're going to go to break. We're just going to go to break. It's all love, Morgan. You know it's all love, Morgan. We're going to go to break. This is Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler, and this is The Steelers with Simon Casson on Steel Nation Radio and ESPN 970 AM. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Back. You know, like we do. Back kind of like we never left. Steelers Nation Radio, Simon Castle on ESPN 970 AM. 
And uh, we were having a nice little conversation about Coach Tomlin, kind of the fan base, and, uh, you know, just the thought process surrounding him. If it's justified, if it's right to be feeling the way that we've been feeling at times. I don't think you're wrong for your feelings. I don't think you're wrong for all your thoughts. Yeah, you can't blame somebody for their feelings. Nah, man. Nah. In fact, I'm glad that you have them feelings and that you express those feelings towards us, man. So, keep them feelings coming. Alright? As we continue to have these conversations rolling. But, um, what I did want to actually transition to, uh, sticking with this theme of, um, where the team is currently at right now, we also have the next part of what people have complained about with the coaching staff in terms of the locker room, right? Or have you lost locker room, the motivation? Are you still relating to the players? And one of the things that has popped up a couple of times now, I think uh, Minka was the first one. He kind of called some players out post-game. I think uh, Ben, uh, shout out to Big Ben, he was also talking about, you know, that Steeler tradition maybe moving on, so to speak, right now. Did kind of want to get your thoughts on that, though, man. Like, how do you feel when you, you, you know, when you're looking at the squad? Do you feel like we're moving past that? Do you truly feel that the locker room has lost and can't be found? No, not in that regard. Where did it go? I listen. This is another one of those heavy convert. I mean, you and I could do an entire show on this one conversation alone. A couple things. There's ebbs and flows to every franchise, to every era, mm-hmm. right? Nothing is sustainable forever. The most amazing culture in the world is not sustainable forever. That doesn't mean necessarily mean it's a train wreck all of a sudden. But it, like what Alabama has right now is not sustainable forever. Will they be good when Nick Saban leaves? Absolutely. Were they good before him? Absolutely. But they weren't what they are right now. You know, that's just the first random example that came to my mind. But... You can have a high culture and all these great leaders, and you can pass that down, but eventually there's going to be a gap. Phil Jackson with the Bulls. Like, you can Pat go. Pat Riley with the Heat. You Lakers. Come on, man. We're talking about that. You can go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and hey, Jordan Love has started to look pretty good. Eventually, the Packers are going to have a quarterback who stinks. Like certain things. So you mean to tell me you're not going to go Jim Kelly to Josh Allen? Or even it's going to be like quarterbacks in between. That's what you're trying to tell me. Or even just again, not even that the Packers will have a quarterback who stinks, but they just won't have one who's a sure, no doubt future Hall of Famer. I thought you'd go Terry Bradshaw to Ben Roethlisberger. I thought that was that was it. That's, so it's in between. That's the first. I think sometimes things like this we could put too much stock into. The Steelers had so many amazing Hall of Famers and so many great iconic leaders and personalities for so long that just in reality isn't sustainable in sports. Eventually that catches up with you. Those guys retire and you can't just replace that right away. It takes a little bit more than a year or two or maybe even three or four Especially years. Especially at the professional level. Yes. Because you don't just get to recruit and you know and pay whatever. Free agent, no, and there's yeah, free, free agency, agency now and all these yeah. different things. And salary cap. And so, again, I think there is some merit to that. I think the locker room doesn't have the same just, you know, top-to-bottom personalities and accomplishments and leaders like they have had in years of past. I also, like I said, don't think that means it's a train wreck or a disaster at the same time either. It's just not through the roof like it was for so long. It's not a beyond luxury like it was for so long. Yeah. 
The other part of this, all right, you ready for a little honesty here, too? Let me hear it. Talk to me, man. When players who just retired, and this isn't just on the former quarterback who you referenced, when players who just retire talk, because there's been plenty that have done this lately, talk about how the locker room now isn't the same as it was, guess whose responsibility it was to pass that down? There's been a lot of, and listen, I understand one, the era that we live in now where everybody has a voice, everybody has a Twitter account, everybody has a podcast, everyone goes on radio shows. I don't begrudge people for doing that. That's how I make a living too. Why would I? But like, that is such a, that's been, as the Steelers have had their struggles last year at the beginning of the season and now a, a little bit, at, you know, popcorn moments throughout this season. Yeah. That has been such a popular pile on thing. And it's like, okay, but, but you all were entrusted with passing yeah, that part down. Of that. Yeah, you're part of that culture. So that's all, that, that, those are my thoughts on on what you just what you just teed up for me there. No, and I do like that you went that direction because that was actually the next area I wanted to go with it. Just in the sense of how much of this current situation truly falls on Coach T versus how much does it still fall on the players? Because I feel like they still are both connected in a certain element, are they not? Absolutely. We know one still has to go out there. 100%. And still perform to the best so, of their ability. So you say all the time, 80-20, you've uh-huh. told me. Uh, like, success is 80% players, 20% coaching. Yeah. At least what, in my perspective. In your Because opinion. I do feel like, at the end of the day, I can coach you to every— I can tell you every single thing that I know right now, Wes. And if I put you out there in front of Pat, uh, Pat move, he going to block you to sleep, right? I'm going to be shaking in my boots, especially but, when there's 70,000 people screaming and yelling and the lights and you cameras I mean? are on. Yeah. But yeah, if I have a guy that naturally has the size, the ability, it don't take much to say, hey, bro, you got the C guy. Don't let that man beat you there. All right? Keep a base between your feet, hands where you need to be, shoot him, get off that ball. All right? And then from there, man, fight pressure. All right? We trying to get that type of grass. I need you three yards on that side of the ball, but not four. That's too deep. Okay? Was that anything crazy? Was that anything hard? Well. But in the sense of. No, I know what you're saying. What I'm communicating, you could communicate that, could you not? I could go get Wolf. He could communicate that. We can go next door and get Mark Madden. The evil genius. He could commit it. You know what I'm saying? He could come in here and drop that for us one time, right? But at the same. I call him evil genius. Super genius. Evil. I mean, he'd probably like evil genius. I know, too. but he's super genius. He's super genius. Shout out to the super genius. But as a whole, though. You got to have a person that can actually go out there and execute that. And that's why I say it's 80, 20, or 70, 30, because you get to a point where when you're TJ Watt, when you're Cam Hill, when you're Minka Fitzpatrick, heck, when you're Landon Robbins, when you're Patrick Peterson, do you really think the coach is telling them something new when they might make a mistake throughout the whole season? Yeah, you're going to have a handful of moments. But just speaking from experience, it gets to a point where you and your coach are like, bro, I knew what I did wrong as soon as I did what I did wrong. Now, we could give you the, we on the same page, nod. Then we could come back to this film room and watch it again and be like, coach, you want me to coach it up first? Or do you want to talk and then I respond to you coaching it up? You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, but that's kind of where you grow too. So that's why I do feel like, yo, where is your personnel at, and what are those guys doing to prepare week in and week out? Because at this level, everybody is talented. And that's one of the things that drives me nuts when I see people say, this team is so talented. This team is so talented. 
Everybody is talented. If you make it to the National Football League, you're a one percenter athletically. That you're a one percent of a one percent. You are you're gifted, man. You're special. All right. But the thing that separates you at this level, it's not that you're gonna run that much faster than me. No. We're literally talking a four two versus a four five. Do you know how small <laughs> like just think about that was? <laughs> we act as if we talking miles of separation. Four two to four five West, you're in the same picture. But mm-hmm. the way people that make you think is mm-hmm. like, man, no, nah, this is crazy. He's Usain Bolt and, okay? you're, and you're a scrub. So when you hear us say it's literally a game of inches and a practice squad guy can come out here and in the right situation with the right moment, man, he could go out there and look dope. Now, can he replicate it? Probably not. But in a moment, he's capable because everybody at this level is talented. Everybody at this level is capable. But it truly boils down to the player, the individual. Is he making those sacrifices? Are you showing up and putting in the work mentally? Are you watching film? Are you watching cut-ups? Are you watching even more cut-ups? Are you self-scouting yourself, seeing what tendencies you're putting out there on tape? When you go to work out, are you actually going to work out to get better? Are you doing certain things to take care of your body? Or, or are you just checking off a box because you don't want to get fined? Do, do a little cardio, go Be, through Because the motions. you don't want to get fined. You just come in here, hey, coach, I'm in here. I got my little bands. All right, thumbs up. All right, I'm going to walk out the back door. Trust me, I played nine years. You don't think I seen dudes do that? Come on, baby. You know who I know didn't do that? Oh. Debo. Yeah, Debo, he was he dragging us in there early. Antonio Brown. That big facts. L. Bell, big facts. Marquise Pouncey. When I tell you, hardest workers in the room. No exaggeration. I know Ryan Shazier wasn't sneaking out the back no door. No exaggeration. Killer Cam, no exaggeration. Troy Polamalu, he probably skipped workouts and, and took days off. We right? call him Baby Jesus for a reason. He the only man. He didn't walk on water, but you see him in water throughout the week. And then he come out there on game, and you like, oh, he's here. I don't know how that worked. All right? I don't know how that worked. Literally, Troy is the only person in my lifetime to have the practice Schedule work. At, I don't even know. I just, I don't know. Is he real life Booby Miles? Is what you're telling like, me. Like, listen, thing you gotta do is just show up. I hate when people be like, "Yo, what was it like with Trump?" It's like, yo, like it's you don't want to have anybody follow him because they are not going to do the right things. I've seen it happen. Seen a guy follow Troy every single day, do every single thing he did, and we're like, no, bro, you gotta stop. Because this ain't going to work for you, bro. Jesus. Yeah. Troy the only guy I've ever seen to do that, bro. That's ever. Funny. Ever, That's man. <laughs> but going back to, you know, the individual, the player, it truly boils down to that. I've seen guys that should be first ballot Hall of Famers. I play with a guy, Mario Williams. Mario Williams, by far the greatest athlete I have ever shared a field with, bro. Hmm. No debate about it. Size, speed, athleticism, lateral quickness, number, strength. Number one overall pick for a reason. Like, we joke about Miles Garrett. Mario Williams was supposed to be that and then some. But what was the difference? It's the work ethic, man. He worked hard. But when you talk about the difference between working hard and you doing above and beyond, you doing every little thing, you being driven, motivated, and having that passion that, man, I don't care if I just got a sack on the first play and I can get a sack on the second play and the third play. No, he's actually going to go out there and get them plays. He's actually going to go out there and try to mm-hmm. kill people every time. Mm-hmm. Not everybody works like that, though. Now, he was talented enough that he was able to still have a great career, make a ton of sure, money, and sure. have a great you know time. But if we really judging him, 
nobody's looking at him and saying, man, you lived up to what the expectations should have or what they were and what you were truly capable of. Now, we take that. That was the number one overall pick, right? So far that he was jumping Reggie Bush at the time. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to look at the dudes on our squad. Who's the Mario Williams? Talent-wise. So if you're not going to be working to the extent that you need to be working and you don't have that type of God-given just drop you off talent, this is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the up and down, the highs and lows. You're going to get a team that when they operate well within the margins, they win. When they're a little bit loose, they lose. Mm-hmm. When they're not playing with the right passion, intent, and all the variables going the correct way, they lose. They've become this team where they need a lot of stuff to go right. And when you're a team that needs a lot of stuff to go right, that's not a good place. To that's be. not a good place. But that's also something that we also have to understand as fans of the team. So the more we holler about, yo, that got to be right. This got to be right. That gotta be right. It's like, all right, well, who's just the guy that's like, yo, just drop it off. It don't even matter. He'll make it work. Hey, he's going crazy. He'll make it work. We got him on defense, but that's what we're waiting to see on offense. And part of that issue has been, obviously, we've transitioned from coordinator. I'm with you. We've also had a quarterback that has been injured, so he's been missing time as well. He also didn't even start at the beginning of last season. So it's been a lot of uncertainty, so to speak, at yeah. that particular position. Yeah. But at the same time, that is the most important position on offense. So it's like you got this great car, but if the driver of the car is inexperienced, doesn't matter how nice the car is, you're going to go through some rough days. You're going to have some moments where you're like, bro, man, you put it on the curve in the drive through fam. What you doing? And there's going to be some times where you're like, bro, you hit that thing on that straight up and made you look clean, bro. I thought you was Mario Andretti or something. But that's kind of where we're at with mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I keep saying we're at this weird phase of we can either go one way or the, one other. Way or the other, man. Yeah. But that's you the exciting part of where we're at. for so long, right? Correct. Before you either have to get yeah, better yeah. or you have to and get yeah, worse. This won't stay constant like this going into next season. I can assure you. Because... It gets get harder and harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're either going to grow or you're going to start going the opposite direction. With this particular unit right now, that's kind of where it is. So 100%. that's where I'm like, we're going to learn a lot. The next. So it's like this is a great opportunity for him, man. It's a big month here. Absolutely, man. It definitely is. It definitely is. <sighs> but with that being the case, man, I'm ready to take a break. Is this okay with you? That's fine. With it me. doesn't matter. It's a most host Wednesday. So don't touch that. Dallas Arthur. Well, this is Wesley Uli, and this is Stills with Simon Castano on Stills Nation Radio and ESPN 970 AM. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Blitz. Getting to the final segment of the first hour of today's show. As we simulcast on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 AM. Of course, we've been having a blast in. Your thoughts, comments, and concerns have been pouring in on the Twitter.com. We definitely appreciate you for that. So we did have one quick one that we're going to get to. And then after that, we'll get a hard reset and uh, really tap into uh, the power grid and the megawatts at the top of the next hour. But uh, with that being the case, let me get one real quick, please. Big Ron tweets us 
It says, any news or updates on how Alex and TJ are doing? Do you guys think they will play on Saturday? Also, what would you have went into if you couldn't do sports media? So for uh, Alex and TJ, they both were limited participants in practice yesterday. Um, They're still technically in the concussion protocol, though. We obviously know the game is on Saturday versus on Sunday. So we're looking at either tomorrow, Friday, probably is when we'll get some type of indication about their Mm -hmm. status for for the game on Saturday. Um, And in terms of if I specifically wasn't doing media broadcasting, um. I honestly don't know because because this is like your second profession yeah, already. Yeah, like I had decided on this in the middle of like football. Like when I retired, I was like, I'm gonna do this when I'm done. Correct. But in terms of coming out, I would say if I didn't go to the league, I wanted to be a lawyer. I was going to DC. I was majoring political science. That's right. I remember yeah. talking with you about this. Before. So initially, I went to JMU. I was I was majoring in counterterror or uh, biochemistry for counterterrorism because of the whole 9/11. Dad being a marine. So after I decided that I was going to switch out of uh, biochemistry because of the course load with football, political science. So not far from D.C., I was planning on going right up to D.C. Yeah, we'd be talking to Rocking Senator that, Senator Motes here on the yeah, show. Yeah, that was that was 100% my energy, man. I love it. Uh I like I've told you guys before. I've never really had a plan B. This is your yeah. This is your vibe, bro. But the other things that I thought, like, listen, when I was first growing up, I wanted to be the next guitar god, right? I, told you, <sighs> I wanted to Mayor. be. I wanted to be somewhere between Stevie Ray Vaughan and John Mayer. Okay, um, I quickly learned that I wasn't that good. But you got just, the looks. Though. Just because my dad was that good didn't yeah. mean that I was that good. Yeah. You know, I got the looks. Got though. the looks. You got the hair and everything, man. Come on, bro. Um, honestly, probably a teacher of some kind. Probably a teacher. I like that, maybe bro. a history teacher, maybe an English teacher, maybe a broadcast teacher. Well, you'd be a music teacher. Stop playing. Music teacher. You teach it about the greats. You're gonna learn about these grateful day to day. Let me tell you about this artist named Kirk Cobain. Kind of crazy, but electric. All okay. Right. Here's your homework. Yeah. Go home and listen to Led Zeppelin All four. Right. <laughs> There's a message if you play it backwards. Um, yeah, probably t- I got a lot of teachers in the family. Yeah. Uh so that would have been one Oddly that I enough. That, I do too. That would have been one that would have been one that I would have considered. There was, you'll laugh at this. There was like a four or five month period in my life where I really thought that maybe I wanted to be a pastor and go to seminary school. Glory. I got pastors in my family too. You know very, that, bro. Didn't last very, yeah. I know you do. It didn't didn't last very long. Um but yeah, I I from after I didn't want to be a guitar god anymore, yeah. and I realized uh, at an age that I was never going to play in the <laughs> Sorry, NHL, right? So minute. I wasn't going to be a guitar god. I wasn't going to be a minute, superstar what? hockey player. Wait a minute. You was going to be a pastor, bro? For a few months. I, I truly so thought about that. I'm not kidding. Let's go. Did you see me up there all hyped on the po- at the podium on Sunday? I'm like, yo, West Virginia Mountaineer Razor West. Oh, my God. I'd be up there singing the Here We Take Go song about Jesus. Jesus Christ to the place. Yeah, the devil Where I belong. is a bum. <laughs> Come up in this church and you're going to get some. I love it, bro. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I could definitely see that. That's funny. But what really happened was I, I figured out I wasn't going to be a guitar god. I yeah. wasn't going to be a superstar uh, hockey player. And so I thought, you know what I? What else could I do where I could be involved with music and sports? And I thought, well, you better do something as a gas bag media guy, I guess. Hey, well, that makes two of us there. Look at us having a blasty. So with that being the case, we will take our final break at the top uh, of the top hour, and then we'll come back after this. But don't touch that Dallas. Arthur Moss is West U, and this is the Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 AM. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. 
The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.